When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The old guy jokes are hilarious to me because then you're implying that you're not going to get old. It makes no sense. You're saying you're going to die young? Like, what? what is the concept when you make fun of old people? Are you it saying really, that's a short-sighted thing to make fun of someone for? It's a weird thing because you're <laughs> yeah. you're going to get old. Like, no if you, it's a good joke for like a few years at most. <laughs> I love it. It's the dumbest thing in the world. You should be more annoyed at the fact that I'm fucking 25-year-olds and you're not. With that, let's start the show. You ready, buddy? I'm ready. Here we go. Are you a boner guy? Cuz. Cuzaroo. Cuzaroo. Slapperoonie. It's showtime. A WATP. Hello, Rubber Dicks and Cuzaroos. Welcome to another episode of Who Are These Podcasts? The only podcast that starts off with a white power salute, according to Tom Myers. I'm your host, Carl. With me this week, the world's most famous strip club DJ, it's Ralph Sutton. Welcome to the show, Ralph. Oh, no problem. Thank you for having me, guys. And just so you know, our problems are already continuing. Your Discord audio is dropping out left and right, but we shall carry on. Oh, you know what? I hope that the soundboard is coming through on your end. We've been having some technical issues that people in the Discord have had to listen to for the last 45 minutes, but I will save the uh, the listeners from having to hear any of that when I fix this up and post. Uh, Ralph Sutton from the SDR Show and, of course, Gas Digital. Very excited to have you on. Please go to whoarethese.com to get our email address, voicemail number, link to our subreddit, link to our Discord server, link to our merchandise, and link to our Patreon featuring two bonus episodes every single month. We just put one out this morning that was Vic's entire stand-up video that we teased uh, a couple weeks ago. Also, we encourage our listeners to give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and then shit all over us in the comments section. Today, we'll be reviewing a podcast called Planet Mikey. This is a suggestion from a guy who wants to remain anonymous, which makes me think maybe he's on the inside over there. We have both listened to the show separately. We have not discussed it with each other beforehand. Let's get into it. This is a show hosted by a guy named Mikey Adams, Planet Mikey. And Mikey Adams is a radio vet. Uh, I I did some Wikipedia reading, and the person who suggested this gave me a a long history on this guy. He's up in the Boston market. He's been on the radio. He's gotten fired on the radio many times. He's now in a small market and on this shitty podcast. And you can tell that this is a radio guy doing a podcast it's very obvious to me what were your thoughts on this ralph you know what's funny is that i feel like i know this guy in that i was this guy you know in that transitioning from radio to podcasting is a weird transition because all of a sudden you have to realize a lot of this like when you speak in radio you're taught to only speak in one to three minute encapsulated moments you know not to pontificate or elongate and an hour's a fucking hour you listen to the first year of sdr show we ended that show at an hour and this guy has all those tropes that i did that i had to unlearn from doing radio for so long 
Yeah, and they have these like little segments that they do, and it's obvious a radio guy who's trying to fill time. And that's the thing that my takeaway was. It's like, okay, we're going to do a joke, and then we're going to do a quiz, and then we're going to talk about this topic. And it's very much like you said. We have a five-minute segment to fill before weather and traffic, so let's do that starting here. And they just still have that kind of rhythm and cadence as they're doing this podcast. But not only that, even the, uh, and I don't know how much of an audiophile you are, even the, the audio processing is very FM radio. It sounds much more like a over-processed, over-compressed audio that is very much synonymous with radio. So when you hear it, it immediately sounds like a radio show because of that audio profile. Does that make sense? Well, it sounds like, yeah, it does. And it sounds like a terrible radio show, like the kind that I would yeah. never listen to. I typically yeah. what I would do when I come on and I review a podcast is I say, all right, the people on the show are this person, this person, and this person. I have no idea who the other two guys are on with Mikey Adams. They never say their names. They're not introduced. I, I sound like I'm doing the Cubtown review all over again. These guys aren't even introducing themselves, but it's so yeah. bizarre to me because you got these guys who are like, yes, men. And I don't know what the fuck their role is on the show, but it's all about kissing this guy Mikey's ass because he obviously feels really good about himself. I it's have, very much yeah, radio. It's, it's, sorry, it's very much radio. It's very yeah. much that he's coming from a world where he's on every day somewhere else. I don't know where that is. Um, by the way, you gave me uh, the last week's episode to listen to. And then because we started a week later, you asked me to sit, listen again to next week, which was the one you're doing now. But I felt like it was uh, unfair punishment to have to listen to the whole thing. <laughs> I, I was only suggesting that you listen to it. I wasn't going to make you. Thankfully, yeah. these episodes are like 35 minutes long, which is the only saving grace of this is that it kind of mm. goes by pretty quick. I'm going to start off with a clip. This is them talking about people they think are bad tippers. These are just like any type of radio package you would get, like a prep burger package. They hand people like, hey, this is an internet meme that's going around. They're talking about who's a bad tipper. So then they just go through and read this list of people. It's, it's like one of those like shitty chain emails that you get that you used to get that doesn't exist anymore. That people would pass around. That's what this guy's radio show is. And what they're doing is they're using a radio prep service. Yeah. It's very common in radio where you pay for and they send you potential topics for a show. Correct. So I'm imagining they get it already anyway. And they're taking the ones they didn't use on radio and they're using it on the podcast. So this is their segment about people who are bad tippers. Turns out Bill Cosby was a bad tipper and the guy just cannot help himself. There are so many shitty dad jokes and terrible impressions but this one takes the cake bill cosby he was, a fucking asshole. really not tipping anybody now yeah that's right. a piece of shit um you know just a tip you want the tip yeah. of my jello pudding pop <laughs> let me take this pill first mark zuckerberg is that the most hack bill cosby a impression and b joke possible no, the, 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 i like the other one where the other guy's taking a real stance and saying oh what a piece of shit like <laughs> wow you're really going out on a limb there taking that stance about Bill Cosby. That's a hot take. Yeah. yeah. You mean that uh, serial rapist? Hey, I don't think he's a great guy either. I'm not even worried about how much he tips. 12%. That's what a, you're upset about? I don't mean to have an unpopular opinion, but Bill Cosby. <laughs> yeah, what yikes. a piece of shit. <laughs> yeah, yikes. A big oof on Bill Cosby. <laughs> right after that, then you can tell these guys are hack radio guys because they just say things that sound pleasing to them but aren't witty or funny in any single way. This is talking about Scottie Pippen, basketball great Scottie Pippen. Oh, Scott. I had th- actually heard stories that Pippen wasn't a bad tipper, but no, no, no tipping Scottie Pippen. He's 
getting pretty close <laughs> to broke. I wonder if Mark Rippon was good at tipping. Imagine if Mark Rippon was good at tipping and Scotty Pippen didn't do tipping. I'd be flipping. I'd be. <laughs> <laughs> That's terrible. By the way, I saw the I'd be flipping end the second he said tipping. Yeah. I knew that was coming. Yeah. No, oh, no. You see everything coming from a mile away. And the one that it's so laugh, unpleasant. Sorry to cut you off there. The one that made me is I listened to this is from I think last week. The one I listened to was last week. I should have clipped it out for you. My favorite moment of the whole thing was him making a joke on how Fabio tells him he's good looking. I get shit on for making you know outdated references, but Fabio, <laughs> Fabio. is twenty years before my references. Yeah, I was going to mention that with Mark Rippa. Does anyone know who that is? He played quarterback for the Redskins in the mid eighties. <laughs> what are we talking about, Mark Rippa? A lot of the, this is what it is. It's like, and I, again, I have uh, Jada to always hold me to this, but I make references a lot because I'm 50 yeah. that are a little older uh, and he'll shit on me for that. But uh, obviously these guys are all there to kiss his ass. So no one's going to shit on him for making old references. I noticed that when they should be shitting on him, they don't. He's talking about woke culture. And again, this is just a terrible joke that they should really give him shit for. But you know, why can't you say it? I, well, because people are are woke, that, yeah. which is my least favorite word because I like to be asleep. Well, <laughs> this dude is fucking corny. That's a good drop, by the way. Yeah, um, Michael Ravenport's always great. What the fuck? Yeah. This guy goes, I don't like woke because I like being asleep. Like, uh, maybe just think that and don't say it. Probably be a better <laughs> way to go with that one. I'm going to be honest with you, dude. What it is, is the, that's a great line. If you're leading into a talk over for autographs, turn up the radio and it goes right into it. So, you know, that 30 second clip where you just do one stupid thing and it goes into a song, it seems a lot funnier. As a guy that did that for fucking 15 years, I understand where he's coming from. He just hasn't transitioned out of it yet. It's so funny you say that. We reviewed Todd Pettengill's uh, new podcast that's behind a paywall. And I had uh, Eric Nagel on E-Rock. And he pointed mm-hmm. out the same thing. He's like, this guy's always trying to do that that quick wrap up the conversation into the into the uh, stinger, and then it goes right into the song or right into the commercial bed. Right. And they're still doing that, but it doesn't work in this format. That's not what this right. is anymore. It took me a long time to unlearn that. The, the term in radio is called hitting the post, where right. you go up to the vocal and then you try to end with some kind of stupid line and lead into the song. And it it's always would seem funnier if it goes right into the song because they've already moved on to the song. You know what I'm saying? Does that Correct. make Correct. kind of an interesting concept? But it's something you're taught when you're doing radio, and it doesn't work in podcasting. Yeah, podcasting is almost more like stand-up in that way where you say something and it lands, and it's heavy, and you got to just lives. sit there with it. Yeah. It lives. That's the difference. It <laughs> yes. lives there, you know? That, and Jay, recently we did a, a who, I forgot who the fuck we were on with, but I made some stupid joke that I knew was dumb. And then the guy was about to move on and Jay said, no, <laughs> shut up. Let Ralph live in this for a second. You know, because I, I knew it was a dumb line, but it's a different world with podcasting. It's just, it's something that you need to unlearn. And no one, when you, when you're a sycophantic person and surround yourself with yes men, you're not going to be forced to unlearn that. So. I have a question for you talking about jokes. I'm going to play you a joke about Adam and Eve, and I I need you to explain to me what the joke is. I don't understand it. You know what else I heard about the Garden of Eden? What is it? <laughs> that it wasn't the apple on the tree. 
It was the pear on the ground. (laughs) 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 Well, that was asthma inducing. It was so funny. What what does that mean? I'm guessing the pair on the ground is the two of them having sex, as in P-A-I-R. Okay. So Maybe. It wasn't the apple on the tree. It was the pear. Pear walking around. Like the pear, as in P-A-I-R, instead of P-E-A-R, but he's making a... Holy shit, show. that that's, sucks. That's what I'm getting. That's that... what I'm getting. <laughs> that fucking sucks. Uh, I'm going to skip back to the first episode that I asked you to listen to, which was really depressing. What they did was they came out and they told a joke and then they talked about, I think the riots had just broken out and then they talked about how shitty the world is for 20 minutes. And then they went back to jokes again. It was a really weird episode. It was really weird. And it starts off. He's trying to make a joke about the wet markets in China, but he doesn't know what he's talking about. I'll explain more after I play this clip. Yeah, when you told me you did wet work, I thought it was uh, <laughs> something else altogether. Uh, I work in a wet uh, wet bar. I, uh, I make bat soup. There it is. Uh, I work in a wet bar. I make bat soup. It's like, um, I think you meant a wet market. And it had nothing to do with what they were talking about. And it wasn't, it wasn't funny, even if you had said you know, it right. What's funny is that you said before that, you know, these are not so bad because they're 35 minutes long. Yeah. Looked at the time on this thing six times in the 35 minutes <laughs> to see when the fuck is this ending. So I mean, and it's funny because in, in podcasting they say you know 40 minutes is the is the golden time limit. That's the best time for a, a podcast. And so they're right around that 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 sweet spot. But fuck, I kept looking like no, this has got to be. It felt like I was in a time zone because it wasn't going any faster. You know. And, and let me point this out: these guys do a weekly show that's 35 minutes. You think about that. If it was a daily show, I'd be like, all right, it's not all going to be great material. But they have a week to prepare 35 minutes, and this is what they come up with? They're not it's trying. Really, did you try and go find his radio show? Because I actually tried to find an online link, and I couldn't find one. Oh, no shit. Yeah, because he is on the radio, right? Up in, uh... I wrote that. I have it in front of me. But he mentions the station and that episode. He mentions the call letters. And I tried to find a link, and I, I couldn't find one. It's funny but, uh... you say that. I think it's W-E-E-I. I was on the Wikipedia page for this show and I clicked the link to the radio station and I clicked the link to Mikey Adams website and both were broken. Yeah. So I don't know. (laughs) It might be that he used to be on the radio. Someone made a reference to that too. So maybe it's one of these like fake internet radios where they're sorry, fake terrestrial radio where they say they're a radio station, but it's really like a web stream. You know, it's what it could be. Because I could, I looked. I mean, look, I'm not, I didn't spend two hours looking, but I looked and I couldn't find any live links to hear him on radio. And when you're in the entertainment industry, when someone's looking for you, you should be easy to find. I'm just going to throw yep. it out there. You might want to SEO a little bit, make sure not that you're too, findable. Uh, not to, to to force my show into this, but we just had uh, Russell Peters on SDR show. Yeah, and. Half the links on his website didn't work. And this dude's worth what? millions of dollars. And I on air gave him shit for him. I'm like, dude, your your website is fucked. And you have way more money than I do. Why are you why is it fucked? And he's like, Oh, we're in the process of trying to fix it and update it. I said, I've known you've been coming on for three weeks. So for three weeks, your site's been broken. Yeah, it's unacceptable. Especially if yeah, you're especially Russell Peters. That makes no yeah, sense. Money. Yeah, his his store link doesn't work. It made no sense. Anyway, sorry. Oh, I'm not I'm not saying that the four speed my show's name into the into the episode. I we'll apologize. talk about your show. I don't you worry about that. We'll get into yeah. it. 
So the whole point of this episode we listened to is he's got a joke he wants to tell us. So let's hear that amazing joke. Although I did save one joke. You have a joke? Yeah, you want it? You want it? Uh, you want? You want? You want it to start the show, or do you want it later? I think you should. Well, yeah. Uh, let's get the laugh out of the way. Yeah. Because Lord knows there's only one or two laughs in this show per episode anyway. Right. So let's get it out of the way now. All right. All right. Well, it's not really. It's not even really a joke. It's oh. just kind of a. It's a new. It's a dictum. A dictum. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I just wrote a book. What's the title of the book? It's all. It's all about reverse psychology. Yeah. So don't read it. That's that's, that's so I don't know. Dumb. Well. A child could come up with that. And there, that... There's, that whole, there's that whole ton of jokes. Like, you know, I don't believe in um, uh, which premonitions, but I have a strange feeling that one day I might. There's like a thousand of those hacky jokes. Right. But I, and they all work great if this was a 10-second fill in radio. Maybe. I don't know about great, but I hear what you're saying. It wouldn't be as noticeable, but it's also part of the show title. It's like the show title was like a joke, some serious talk, and then some more jokes. So I'm like, all right, this must be a fucking humdinger of a joke. Nope. And if you think about that, he's been waiting for a week to tell yes. that joke. It's so much worse. He had a week to prep it. So then they go through all of their nonsense about how the world's falling apart. And then he teases he's got some more jokes for us. Being the love in me, it's the Irishman in me is going to come out for a second oh, here God. to close the show. No, I mean, I we're know, not closing but... the show. I got a, I got a quiz for you. Oh, you, right. save Bye. your jokes. Save your jokes. Okay. All right. So they decide, because like I said, there's a bunch of little segments that go on. They're going to go into a quiz and then he's going to go back and do the jokes. We'll talk about the quiz in a minute. Let's hear these Irish jokes that he has. You guys ready to laugh? So an Irishman is struggling to find a parking space, don't you know? Dear Lord, I can't stand this. If you open up a space for me, I swear I'll give up the Guinness and go to Mass every Sunday. Suddenly the clouds part. The sun shines on an empty parking spot. Without hesitation, the Irishman says, Oh, never mind, I found one. All right, let's hear uh, Irish joke number two, since everyone seemed to enjoy that one so much. Okay. And there's a second uh, joke you have there, Mike? State trooper smells alcohol on the priest's breath. He was an Irish priest. Yeah. And then he sees an empty wine bottle on the floor of the car. He says, sir, have you been drinking? Just water, officer, says the priest. The troop says, then why do I smell wine? And the priest looks at the bottle and says, good Lord, he's done it again. There have been no laughs! What do you mean? None! I'll say this, though. Yeah. His Irishman is better than his Bill Cosby. <laughs> That's a good point. I actually believe the Irishman on that one. I'm trying to find the, you know, the, the the silver lining here. I appreciate that. This is a guy who's been in radio for decades, and this is what he thinks passes as passable content. And there's this network, CLNS, that actually has him. And I should point this out. I think this is a sports show. So they're probably having a tough time right now with no sports going on. It's called Planet Mikey, and the logo has like a, a football and a basketball and a baseball. So I'm assuming it's a sports show. And they're actually on a network that has a lot of Boston area sports shows. And it's so funny because there's another sports show that I think they have a rivalry with. And the guy goes, yeah, I tuned in to see what these assholes were talking about. And you won't believe how bad it is. Uh, and I just, I was like driving in. I said, I'm going to tune in and see what that little shitbag Mutt has to say tonight. Because he's probably bored out of his mind. And and if you thought Mutt was boring 
when there were sports being played? <laughs> you, you should hear him now. <laughs> he sucks. Oh, man. There's nothing to talk about. Uh, and, it's, uh, and when there's nothing to talk about and much to do with the talking, wow, uh, you've made a big mistake uh, clicking poor, 93.7. Poor Mutt. Oh, no, but seriously. This is a guy who brought the Irish jokes on. And before that, they did a quiz with the people in the studio using Ben Bailey's cash cab audio to ask the questions. <laughs> All right, Ben, take it away. Due to their agile thumbs, what pesky ring-tailed scavengers can open garbage cans and turn doorknobs? Oh, I know. What is it? It's raccoons. That is correct. Uh, correct. I got Over six here. of them in my yard. Okay. Who gives a shit? Who gives a fuck? How ironic is that? This guy's like, yeah, I tuned into this other guy's show. He had nothing to talk about. <laughs> you don't say. Yeah, I mean, look, I, you know how old he is, by the way? Do you have any idea how old the guy is? I'm guessing he's in his late 50s to mid-60s. Yeah, I mean, it's so, I mean, this, I hate that. It is, this is me. You know, for all intents and purposes, this guy is me. Uh, and we just both, I feel that, you know, as much as people may or may not like Gas Digital or my show or whatever, I saw how to transition a little better than he did. That's all. I, that's the way I look at People it. People love Gas Digital, and you've totally reinvented yourself because you figured well, out that podcasting is different than radio. I understand that, but I'm just saying that I got lucky with that. And uh, in the beginning, I just feel like someone needs to tell this guy, you, you know, it's a different landscape. And like that's that's the philosophy of never surround yourself with people who just agree with you. Right. You know, Luke and I never agree. We argue all the fucking time. And I think that's why the guest is where it is, is that we force each other to do things a different way. But it just it cringed every single moment of that show last week and what you're playing this week, it sounds like hacky nineties, eighties radio. And that's just what it is. And no one said, hey, maybe, you know, we get shit on for that all the time on SDR because we do these little silly contests every once in a while. But to do it every week, week after week, these quizzes and whatnot, it's fucking hard to listen to. It Who really would is. ever make fun of SDR? Yeah, <laughs> I yeah, find yeah. that hard to believe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, guess... Anyway, I'm going to play another example of this. And this is just guys who have always been told that what they say is witty and funny. They bring up, I don't know, magic beans or something. So they have to make these uh, Jack and the Beanstalk jokes. There's two jokes in here. And the way he explains his second joke is really off-putting to people who enjoy comedy. I don't know what they are. They're little seeds that came in this little container. Yeah. He says, you plant these seeds, you're going to love what grows. And I don't know. It could be, could be marijuana. could be a beanstalk. could be a beanstalk. <laughs> that, that was my thought. Yeah. Wouldn't that be something? Was the guy huh? named Jack? Jack. Yeah. Oh, boy. His last name was Mihoff. <laughs> Jack Mihoff. Nice guy. So... If somebody says with a guy named Jack and you go, yeah, his last name was Meoff, you can leave that right there. That's fine. I have no problem with that. And then he goes, get the joke? It's Jack Meoff. Like, yes, we got the joke. It wasn't that hard to piece together. Thank you. This was, I guess this was from last week. I didn't hear that one before. But, boy, it's, it's just, it amazes me if I think, I'm hoping, and I could be wrong, that not a lot of prep goes into these shows. Maybe, one, <laughs> maybe an intern puts it all together and then just reading off a list. I don't know. I would hate to think that somebody approved the layout. You know what I'm saying? I know what you mean. Because if they're sitting there and they have a sheet that they're going through, and these were the things they prepared, then that's yeah, so embarrassing. At eight minutes in, I'm going to hit them with the me-off zinger. <laughs> Hold for last. 
Uh, th- so the thing that we haven't talked about, we talked a lot about their shitty jokes. The other reason why this person suggested this show is because they seem to be a little bit like Grandpa Simpson. They're curmudgeons. They're, they don't understand the world around them. This is a perfect example of that. He's talking about in the grocery store how people are wearing masks. I don't know if you know this, but we're in the middle of a pandemic right now. People are wearing masks. And yeah, yeah, there's this thing going. I mean, you're in Manhattan, so you probably don't know about it. But where we are, there's a pandemic. So he explains that he's not a fan of people wearing masks. The COVID thing. Yeah. The co- Ugh. I'm so f- And I, I see people with masks, and I know I'm wearing one at the same grocery store. I'm wearing one, too, but I hate them all. Yeah. I think there's these creepy people wearing masks. You don't know who they are. You don't know what they look like. And they're all, well, they're afraid of germs. (laughs) This guy is wearing a mask like everyone else. He's like, they're all assholes. I'm the only one who's not an asshole. No, you're also an asshole. How do you not realize that? I mean, to be honest, I have been getting into fights left and right with people that don't believe that we should wear a mask. So, right. You know, I, I, I it, it's upsetting to me because that's the same fucking thing. You know, people every day I've gotten into arguments with people that we should be wearing masks. And he, I don't know, as you said, he's a 60 something year old white dude. So he's probably <laughs> someone that just immediately thinks you shouldn't wear a mask. And he's probably the person who should be the most afraid of catching COVID based right, on his age. Yeah, but it's just, it's a, it's a crazy time for that. I'm amazed at how many people I have to try and for I'm actually going to make masks on our uh, merch site that says, I know this doesn't work. I'm wearing it for you. Cause I think that would sell with the amount of people that don't believe in masks. That's a good idea. That's actually a very good idea. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's me. I'm the king of marketing. Kids. You know what you should do is you should also make sure that, that link works. So if somebody <laughs> clicks over to the product. It's there. I can't, believe, I can't believe there's not MAGA masks yet. The fact that those don't exist, it blows my mind. Yeah, that's, uh, I mean, they must exist somewhere, right? I'm gonna, As of my last look, maybe a month ago, they didn't. But... I'll get a Cafe Press page up tomorrow, yeah. if that's the case. Exactly, exactly. But, I mean, the truth is, they just are, if they were to market the show solely to 60-year-old white people, I think they're, they'd be nailing it right now. Yeah, the problem is it's a podcast. <laughs> that's, yeah. that's not the yeah. devil that's downloading a bunch of shows right now. <laughs> yeah, that, that's the issue. Like, <laughs> again, the issue. I think that the show, it works as a quick, if you took this 30 minutes and spaced it into five-minute segments over the course of two hours, yeah, it actually would probably be considered an entertaining piece of content well if it was mixed into music or to sound clip or you know or whatever but as a condensed format of a sort of radio show podcast it just doesn't work i have a note on here that this reminds me of very typical midday radio so you're saying that this would work now you understand that there's there's drive time there's am there's drive time pm there's evenings which are garbage it's usually just music and then there's the midday and midday radio is the most mundane boring just nobody has anything to say i have an example of that where they're going through all of this terrible news about the riots and then the guy says but i think there's a glimmer of hope i'm going to play you this clip tell me what the fuck he's trying to communicate because i can't figure Mm -hmm. it out here's what i think the glimmer of hope is as bad as things are i think most people believe in goodness most people believe i agree with you and most people believe in truth 
and I think they are truth seekers, especially mm-hmm. at times like this of high stress. They want to know exactly what is really going on. And propaganda and bullshit has a way of stinking after a while, and you can kind it of does. smell it. But there's something about a glimmer of truth and honesty and just a, a brother and sisterhood. He just said nothing. Nothing. First of all, I, some people believe in truth, but there, there are people that only believe in lies. Like it's a very <laughs> But what, again, what you said is true in that they are probably a daytime show. Yeah. Where, wherever they exist. And the interesting thing about daytime radio is that you have to be the least, um, the most mainstream, like you said, mundane and say nothing. Cause those are the, st- that time is when it's played in like an office or a, um, a mall or something like that. And you have to set it up in a way that you don't offend anybody. It's waiting. You- it's waiting room radio is what it is. Yeah, exactly. That. It does exactly what it is. And you can't be, you have to be afraid to offend anyone when in your mornings, or nighttime, the drive time, it's more personal. And so you can take a little more chances. You can't do that in, in midday radio. Yeah, you actually want to turn off people because that's what builds you the rabid audience. If you are a drive time radio host, you want to be polarizing. People love yeah. you and hate you. Yeah, that's the whole point. Believe in, people believe in truth is the most asinine <laughs> statement in the world. <laughs> There's a glimmer of hope here, Ralph. I think people yeah. believe in truth. <laughs> okay. <laughs> great. That's great. <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's it really great is. news. All right, let's talk about the fact that they do read sponsorships. So they're monetizing this show somehow. Well, let me say this before you play it. Yeah. I don't know for sure. So what happens a lot is so when I started in in podcasting, I offered radio because I still had my radio show at the time, and I offered them reads on my podcast for a few dollars extra. So ah. who knows what it is? It was a way to upsell my radio show. Well, you know what I'm saying? I actually do know what this is. I'm happy to report that these guys do not actually have sponsors. And I'll tell you why after I play this bit from their Bet Online read. All open 24 hours a day. It's all online. Bet Online, your online wagering solution. Get your bonus by saying this CLNS50. CLNS50. <laughs> so their promo code is the network they're on, not their show. Which I tells me so, this is yep. a blanketed buy just for everything on the network. So yeah, these guys have three right. listeners. Yeah, it's a network read. That's fine. You know, it's fine. I don't know. Yeah. I, by the way, let me. Can I ask you a couple of questions? Do you mind? Of course. How do? How many do you get a week? Like, how many people do they ask you to do? Like, how do you decide which show to do each week? Oh, I get uh, suggestions that come in in a few different areas, and I'm looking for things that are intriguing that are things that maybe we haven't done before. Uh, Lately, I've been looking for more shows that are popular, that people Mm -hmm. might find us because they're looking for that show. Um, But but like this one specifically, I forwarded you that guy's email. He was just on top of it, like kept emailing me over and over again. You got to do this show. You got to do this show. So I'm like, fine, we'll do this show. So sometimes persistence pays off. I assumed you picked a shitty radio guy because I'm a shitty radio guy. So that's not the... uh... There was no assimilation there, or was there a there little was not. bit of... No, that, that was not history. predetermined, but I'm glad it's working out that way. It seemed like you were pre-planned. That's why I was... So, <laughs> no. Don't, don't take offense. Because you know there are people out there that believe in truth, so I just wanted you to... <laughs> All right, that's, by the way, i got to play this because this is crazy. And you can ask me more questions. I'm not trying to stop that. Yeah. Uh, they, they, they In this Bet Online read, and I... I, I have a feeling that in a month or two, I'm going to love Bet Online too. But I just want to make fun of this one aspect of this read. Uh, leading the way, betonline.ag has the best uh, odds, the best 
lines, if you will, for the upcoming matches this weekend. Do you need more? Huh? Yeah. Yeah, I was waiting for you to say that. Yeah. Bet Online has simulated NFL, NBA, and UFC happening every day, and you don't know who's going to win those games because it's simulated. They have simulated games on this website. You can bet on simulated sports. Did you know this, Rolf? This is news I'm to not me. Surprised. I mean, it's not that far different than fucking, uh, what's the other one that everyone loves? The uh, fantasy football. I mean, it's basically the same sort of concept, right? No, because fantasy football, you watch a real football game and yeah, root for your not, guys to score. You know, rooting for your guys specifically, but it's not a real game versus game. But I guess you're right. I mean, I don't know. People are fucking stressed right now. They need something to <laughs> They book on their play for video. I don't know. I don't. I don't hate on that so much. If you are a crazed sports fan, at least they're not betting on sporting events that have already happened. That would be weird. So producer Chris is here in the studio with me, and he will acknowledge that I have a <laughs> motherfucker. He will acknowledge that I have a sports gambling problem. I love gambling on sports. I don't want to be a yes man, but yes, Carl. <laughs> and I would never <laughs> ever do that. You're gonna watch a video game. <laughs> put, put a little bit of like, uh, I, put some value on your time. <laughs> what do you do? All right, sorry. Just when you sent it to me, I know, and I, I was like a little annoyed that it was quote unquote going to be a sports show. Yeah. For a moment, there are no sports at the time. So, because I know nothing, I don't follow any sports whatsoever. The only sport I sort of follow is is UFC because you know a couple of the guys are on the network, so I kind of got into it, but. I don't really follow any sport whatsoever. Yeah. I'm a puss. What can I tell you? Well, you know, we're up in Western New York, so I watch uh, the Buffalo Bills and, and the Buffalo Sabres, and sometimes that creeps into the show, but lately not so much. Not so much so to talk about. You, if you have nothing to – if you have a, a uh, betting addiction in sports and there's nothing to bet on, are you saying that if you heard about a – sporting event that featured your favorite team but it was virtual you wouldn't be excited to maybe bet on that i would not i would rather play blackjack or craps or poker i'd rather okay. do something because also how long are these games am i watching for three hours a video game to figure out if i won or not like just tell me that's true, yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's true. i don't know i just I, i'm not a gambler so i don't know i don't get it but uh yeah i uh, whatever these guys look these guys are filling time mm -hmm. what are you gonna do I can't imagine, you know, right now, any show that's based on sports, you've got to be miserable. And yes, to your Discord, I am a Jew and I don't like sports. Correct. <laughs> don't don't read the Discord. It never works out well. <laughs> All right. Sorry. Here's the, up I know. I'm just kidding. Here's the last thing that I want to play from this show. The guy says, you know what my dad used to always say? And usually there's some wisdom and you go, yeah, you know, my dad really taught me a lesson. He used to say, blah, 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 blah. Listen to this lesson that is set up with my dad used to say. My dad used to say, uh, I must have been 14 or whatever. I got in a little trouble. But anyway, he said, for what? Uh, just being a smart ass. But um, first degree smart ass. He said, if you do anything in your life, if your behavior attracts the attention of the police, especially the negative attention of the police, yeah. expect trouble. From you. Uh, <laughs> I, I would be in trouble big yeah. time. Right. But, that, but that I would be in trouble with the police. If you, know, if you do something to attract the police, if they have to come and see what the hell you're up to, you should just expect, oh, shit, what have I done? You know, right. That's it. His dad sounds like a moron. What kind of lesson well, is that? Would... The lesson is don't upset the police. Was that, was that the lesson? He goes, 
if the police are upset with something you've done, they're upset with you. Okay. That's the lesson. It's the same lesson as people believe in truth. Maybe he gave them both lessons. <laughs> I know. These are the most boring people on the face of the earth. Look, I sympathize. I know it sounds weird to keep saying this because I just, like, I hear me in these guys. You know, like, when you do radio, I did radio for 16 years, 17 years, and you get instilled these 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 uh, concepts that you need to be short, you need to be concise, like one break, one thought, and end on a some sort of upbeat note, and all these things that you got to do, they're just still doing it, and no one is telling them not to. Yeah, I, I understand. The first time on this show, you can feel bad about being such a dick, and then you get over it, and it gets easier. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, like when, I remember uh, the first time uh, I fired someone when I was running a restaurant, it was really difficult. And yeah. then by the time I'm like, guess she doesn't have a job today. <laughs> take take a step forward if you have hours tomorrow. Not so fast, Mark. Yeah. And then people, like, and anytime I call people, they're like, oh my God, am I fired? I'm like, no, I'm just calling to tell you something. You know, we <laughs> left and right. But yeah, yeah, I guess you get more used to it. You guys have been doing this for a while now, so you're probably callous assholes on your daily lives. Correct. I've become a worse person. From hosting my show. Have you done a show where someone gave you, oh, listen to this show, and you were like, actually, we fucking love the show. Like, we can't show the show. Yes. My boy, Michael Rappaport. We reviewed his show, and I I really fucked with our co-host that day because they come in here thinking that I'm going to shit on whatever it is, and they come in all ready to shit on Michael Rappaport. I'm like, what are you guys talking about? This is the funniest show I've ever heard. And uh, he totally won me over. That's funny. I did um, uh, what's his uh, Sam and Jim's show with him, and uh, not really ever knowing him before, I was immediately in- endeared by him. I think he's got the right amount of crazy and the right and and smart enough to pull it off. You know what I mean? Like, yes. If you're opinion- if you're opinionated and you can back it up, is just a great uh, one-two punch. Godfrey's a, a lot like that, you know, right. um, where you you can be an asshole and be polarizing. But you can back it up is is just a unique. It's a great. It's a great thing to have. Well, he's so funny, especially back then because he used to have a show with G Moody, and so he's got this DJ on his show, and he would start getting up on a rant, be like, "Just drop a beat for me," and then all of a sudden, it's like smooth jazz is happening, and he's fucking ranting like a lunatic. It's just fantastic stuff. Really so, how many it. shows have you done at this point? What number is this? To eleven, to twelve, to fourteen. Oh. Out of you've liked one show? Uh, I, there's a fit a few I've liked. Actually, uh, there's a show called The Dick Show, hosted by Dick Masterson. And I liked that show when I heard it. And now he's come on my show and I've gone on his show. There have been a few shows where we've actually formed friendships and partnerships after ripping out a show. And now they like co-host with us and stuff like that. So there have been a few. Most of the shows I listen to are, are, are terrible, though. Right. So do you, but you don't look for terrible. It's just whatever happens. Oh, I look for terrible. It's way more fun. It's way more fun. Like, I, I remember we did, uh, my dad wrote a porno and I think that show's all right. And so we reviewed it. I was like, yeah, this is kind of fun. You know, they're having fun with it. It's like, what, what else are you going to say? It's not as funny. Right, right, right. And what about, did you do Legion ever? No, no, we have not done Legion. I did do, um, what was, what's Lewis's uh, other show? Yeah. Real, real ass podcast. Real ass podcast because he yep. threatened to rape my girlfriend if I didn't review his show. So okay, <laughs> we did do and that one. Raped, and then he raped her anyway. <laughs> and he raped her anyway. I didn't do That's a good so enough rude. job. <laughs> that 
that was that was amazing. That was a lot of fun. That's cool. Yeah, I, li- I like the concept. You know, it's not it's not a bad idea. Well, I'm glad you came on. Uh, I want to tell you a quick anecdote. This is kind of funny. So this show gets suggested to me, and I see that they're on this CLNS Media Network. And it just so happens, I've never talked about this before, but back in November of last year, these guys reached out to me. I'm going to read you a quick email. Hey, this is blah, blah, blah from CLNS Media. We here at CLNS are big fans of who are these podcasts and all the work you do. I'm reaching out to inquire if you feel you are maximizing the opportunities for generating revenue for your network. I know you're really pressed for time, but I do feel a quick conversation would be advantageous to talk audience expansion and monetization and what CLNS could do for you and your brand. Best wishes. Hope to speak soon. Now, I'm not dumb. I know that they're just popping in who are these podcasts into a note that they send out to a lot of podcasts. But I mm-hmm. don't know why I was so angry at the time. I went on their website and saw it was all Boston sports. And like I said, I'm a, a Bills fan. So I wrote it back. Thanks for the note. Fuck the Patriots. Fuck Tom Brady. Car. <laughs> <laughs> That's such a dick. I don't even know why I did that. So he writes, This is before you made fun of this show, obviously. Correct. A while ago. Yeah, I didn't so even know just, about this. Yeah. They were searching podcasts and yours came up. I mean, maybe they're fans because he wrote back. He goes, fair enough, Carl. If you have any interest in learning more about the network and what we can offer, I've copied our VP who will be able to provide you with more information, answer any questions you might have. And then he messaged me right away. Hey, would you have any interest in monetizing the podcast? So I don't know if this is something that's more automated or – and then they sent, they sent me some information and stuff like that that I took mm-hmm. a look at. But it's just so funny because I looked back at this. I'm like, where do I know this from? And I looked through my email. I was like, why was I such a dick to these people? They're like, hey, you want to come on our network and make money? And I'm like, go fuck yourself. What's wrong but with it's me? it's weird that a Boston <laughs> network would be reaching out. You know, like the, yeah. the, there's a symmetry there. I don't get that. Well, I think that's probably what I thought was. I'm like, why would I go on a sports network out of Boston? That doesn't make any sense for what we do. That's uh, also part of why not to, you know, keep going off topic here. But that's why with gas, we purposely tried to have a little bit of everything. So never, no, no one would ever look at the network and go, oh, it's just a comedy network or, oh, it's just a sports network. So we've tried to have a couple of shows, ones, you know, maybe uh, lifestyle or dating or for, sports of some sort or politics to mix it up a little bit. So you're not pigeonholed. How many shows do you have on gas now? 24. Jesus. 24. Two dozen yeah. shows. That's awesome. Yeah. But I, I purposely like don't want to bring on any more shows. I never wanted to go past twenty, but uh, sometimes a, an opportunity comes that you can't say no to, or something that feels right, or whatever. But we grew a little bit. But I think we shouldn't have like the most uh, twenty-five is way too much. You know, it's like I think every show needs to get attention, yeah. and every show needs to be promoted, and every show needs to grow, and it gets harder and harder to do if you're a network that has fifty shows. Well, okay, I, I was going to ask you because that's a good point, but it's all about quality and if you can get 50 quality shows why wouldn't you you know it's not I about disagree. trying to get as many as possible but no that's a good point yeah i think that you, you get lost in the shuffle and then what happens is let's say you have unless you look, yeah if you had 50 shows that had a million listeners per episode sure but i don't see that happening you know yeah so the question is then if you're just bringing on big shows and then shitting on you know forgetting about your small shows then what are you doing you know like it doesn't make sense i don't know i just it's a it's a question of finding that balance. You know, not every show is going to be as big as you know as a show that has a half a million or a million listeners. Well, I have uh, some stuff to get into with you, but first, I do want to um, say that support for who are these podcasts is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below the belt grooming. Manscaped offers precision engineered tools for your family jewels. They obsess over their technology developments to provide you with the best tools for your grooming experience. 
Guys, I know you've heard about Manscaped. They're on a lot of different podcasts. You've probably thought about it. I'm telling you, now's the time to do it. I used this for the first time this week. I used it in the shower, so there's no cleanup involved. And so you can use it in the shower. It's a really nice razor. It's very high quality. It's the brand new Lawnmower 3.0. Use it in the shower. It's got an LED light on it. So you can see every nook and cranny of what you're getting into. My balls have never been more hairless. Well, okay, that's not true. But you know what I mean. It's been a while. It's been a very long time since they've been this hairless. Uh, and You know what's crazy? Jay used to use a razor. Oh, An Jesus. actual razor on his balls. He would stretch out the skin and, like, shave it. I was like, dude, are you fucking insane? Pat Oswalt used to have a bit about that. Like he's in the gym and the guy just couldn't be more nonplussed just shaving his balls. Like that's scary shit, man. Yeah. Fuck's doing that. You're putting a razor down there. Use the fucking manscape. It makes life so much easier. Oh, it it actually is fantastic. It works extremely well. I want to ask you, have you ever gone down on a girl who didn't shave or wax before Ralph? Well, you know, first of all, I'm old. So back in the yeah. day, it was very common to not, to let it go. Yeah. You know, now, so not so much, although it's coming back. Jay only wants girls with full bush. Oh, well, that, that's I, a little weird. See, I don't, I don't think it's bad, but I find it a little bit rude. You know, it's almost like when you go over to somebody's house and they didn't prepare any snacks for you. You're like, you didn't know I was going to be here? What, what, what's that all about? All I'm saying is we should be doing the same thing in return, right? Try to trim up a little bit. Try to look good for your girlfriend or boyfriend or whoever is going down there. Make it nice and tidy. They just came out with this uh, this brand new lawnmower 3.0. It's extremely premium, 90 minutes or longer um, than it lasts with one battery charge. Uh, 7,000 RPM motor with quiet stroke technology. You think I'm making this shit up? I'm not. This is all true. This is all true information. And right now you can get 20% off and free shipping with the code WATP at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com using the code WATP. And this is a win, win, win. Your balls are happy. Your Tinder date is happy. I'm happy. You got to make me happy here. That's the important thing. All right, Ralph, I got to talk to you about this. I'm so excited to have you on the show because what happened was uh, about a year ago, we were listening to OP radio, which we tend to do a lot. And Opie had Louis J. Gomez on the show. Mm-hmm. And it's uh, Opie with the, the late, great Carl Ruiz. They're talking to Louis, and Louis brings them to the Gas Digital Studios. Do you remember this? Yeah, I mean, I was there. I yeah. was I walked out and saw them outside. They're like, I don't know if you've, if you've seen the Gas Digital, there's like an outdoor area, and I guess it was like spring or summer or something. So I was inside recording something. I don't remember what. And when I walked out, Opie was recording with uh, Lewis. Yeah, so Opie's walking around with the Zoom. I'm going to play you a clip that I played a year ago on our show, and this is you showing him around the studio. These are two workstations with the full Adobe suite and anything to do with the editing. All the wires are hidden everywhere behind the walls. Everything's hidden so that... This is starting to get boring for the podcast, but it's amazing. You guys got an amazing setup. That was the most rude thing. Opie does nothing but bore the shit out of people. Walking around the Zoom recorder doesn't take anything out. He was at Mike Buschetti's house walking up the stairs while a dog was barking. Didn't edit it out of his show. You're showing him an amazing studio, and he goes, this is getting boring. It's like, well, I didn't tell you to podcast during this. I'm just showing you around my studio. 
distinctly because I didn't even realize they were still recording. Right. Like, this isn't part of your show. I was just showing you. I was being nice and taking some time out to show you what we have going on over here. Exactly. I remember that because actually, I think that the guy that was with him, what was his name? What's his name? I'm sorry. Ka- the guy Carl who, Ruiz. Yeah, had asked about it. And I didn't. So he came in at one point and whatever it was, I forgot, but they, they wanted me to show them around. Yes. So I said, all right. And I, you could tell by the audio that the mic is far away from us because it's echoey. Yeah. And I did not realize that they were still recording. So I was just fucking showing them the studio. I remember that. That's funny. And actually, to be honest with you, until you played it at this moment, I didn't realize I was even on the fucking show. And this is going to be really funny for you. They leave the studios. And now it's Carl and Opie on the street looking for an Uber to get back to wherever they're going. And Carl Ruiz, who's been podcasting with Opie for two years straight with his shitty Zoom recorder walking around, says this after seeing your guy's awesome setup. I was embarrassed. (laughs) Why? Because we're walking around with this dialysis machine and he's got this whole thing going on. Yeah, but we do it different. So Carl Ruiz is like, Holy shit, these guys have a real... This is what real podcasting is. These guys, Lewis and Ralph, have built a real st- multiple studios. They have a network. They have all these shows. And Opie's like, ah, I don't know, man. We do things differently. However, this is what I couldn't wait to talk to you about, Ralph. There is a tweet that Opie sent out about a year ago over to uh, Lewis. And it says this. Serious question. Would you be up for me buying a huge chunk of gas digital? I honestly see potential with your network, but it needs some tweaking and just a couple more hit shows. Ralph, were you ever in discussions with Opie about him coming on as a partner? I mean, not me. Like, I can't speak for Lewis because I don't know if he... Like, we, we get a lot of people offering to buy pieces of gas or asking to meet with us on a somewhat regular basis because podcasting, obviously, is a very hot topic right now, right? So... If you have some money to spend and you want to be in the entertainment space and you look around, maybe you see gas as one of the shows, one of the networks to potentially uh, invest in. So I get emails like that a lot. So does Lewis. I don't bring shit to Lewis for us to sit down and have a talk unless I think it's going to be something worth really sitting down and talk with. And I think Lewis does the same for me because we both have crazy schedules. And why are we going to bother each other unless it's something we're taking seriously? So, never, <laughs> so what you just said is Lewis would never even consider working with OP. I mean, so he didn't even bring it to my attention. <laughs> I mean, that, that, that's one way to look at it. But what I mean, like, is maybe it never got to anything more than a tweet. You know what I mean? I don't know. I, don't I can't know. speak. Maybe they talked about it and they were on opposite wavelengths of what they wanted. I don't, I can't speak for Lewis. So maybe they did have a conversation and Lewis just said, oh yeah, this is not going to work. I don't, I don't know. Well, it's such I a know p- it was. It's such a pompous tweet to send out. It's not even a DM. Yeah. It sends it out. Everyone yeah, can see it. And he's to me, like, it sounds like he's saying it to solely just kind of like be ridiculous. You know, I don't think he was saying it. That doesn't sound like a serious tweet to me, in my yeah, opinion. All right. I think he was saying it to just kind of be Opie. You well, know what I mean? It's weird that he prefaced it with serious question then. Oh, maybe. Maybe. I don't know. It's yeah, funny. Again, I don't know. even. I never heard that before either. Like I, I don't really. I, I don't. I think I might follow Opie, but I'm never on, never on Twitter. But I don't even that. I never even heard that tweet. You know, you think that would have been brought to me? You would think so. I know. I mean, I talk about Opie a lot, so that was brought to my attention right away. But maybe that's not part of your world. I mean, again, to speak of like the uh, people I can relate to, I relate to Opie in that I'm the Opie. 
of SDR show, you know, and Jay's the Anthony for lack of better word. Jay's the really mm -hmm. funny one. And I'm the guy that's driving the ship, so to speak, you know? Right. So I get the dynamic. I understand it. And I think that evidence has shown, and you could see that uh, over and over again, that they needed each other. They were both bigger together than they are independently. There's no denying that, you know? Right. So there's something to be said about that yin and yang of Opie and Anthony. So I definitely get it and get what it's like to be the Opie, the one who doesn't get the credit because they're not funny. You know you, what I'm saying? So, you, you know, know what you else Opie needs besides Anthony? He needs a studio. More famous ones was Steve the Whistler. Did a mosquito just bite my nose? Hold on a minute. <laughs> oh, my God. I got bit on the side of my nose. <sighs> and now I got bit on my hip. <sighs> oh, my God. I got... Yeah, I got welts all over my body. I hope you're enjoying this. Is he still doing his podcast? <laughs> he sure is. This is the brand new one that I'm playing for you right now. Yeah. So, I mean, look, also, <laughs> I'm going to say um, another thing I get is having, he did radio far more successfully than I did. I mean, my show might have been on about 90 stations at one point, but nowhere as big as Opie and Anthony ever Nothing were, to sneeze know? at, though, my friend. That's very know, impressive. We were, we, we were weekends, their weekdays, and, you know, whatever. But, um, I get wanting to do a 180 of what you were going through, you know, but he's trying to be complete. He's trying to be completely off the cuff and thinks that everyone will still follow him. I don't know what kind of listenership he has. I have no idea, but um, I get why he's wanting to do it that way. Now I do understand. Again, I relate to Opie. I do feel the one that's funny. The, the nicest thing Bobby Kelly ever said to me was that you remind me of him I hate saying this. I think he said it on the air so I could say it anyway. That he reminded me of him, but you're funnier. And that made me really happy. You know, because I worship Toby and Anthony. I think we all did. You wouldn't be talking yep. about them today of course. if you didn't love Opie. Yep, so that's very true. When I first met Anthony, the first thing I said is you're the only time being a Howard Stern fan my whole life as well. Um, and Howard's the reason why I got into radio. But Opie and Anthony was the only time in my life I stayed in the car to wait for a bit to end. Yep. Never happened before in my life. And they are the ones that did that to me. And I was the first whip them out Wednesday on air call. I was the first person to call in. Um, that's impressive. I had no, I had no idea. I knew about your call into Howard Stern and how you got started on that. I've heard that call, but, yeah, uh, but I, lied. I, was I was running my radio show and I was on my way to, uh, to the event. And I thought it'd be a great last minute promotion because it was a Wednesday night. We were doing a live concert with a band from the eighties. And I said, they were starting this whip them out Wednesday. I said, I'm going to call and say that I got a girl, show me your dits. So they'll put me on the air. Perfect. And I said, hey, I'm on the way to that concert in whatever. And I just got my uh, a girl, show me your tits. And they played it on the air. Smart. See, you're a marketing guy I like that, Ralph. You understand how this works. <laughs> Thank so, you. So you Thank said you. that Opie's trying to uh, reinvent himself and try new things. I don't want to shit on your point. But what he just put out recently as a brand new Opie radio episode was an Opie and Anthony bit, which I guarantee he does not have the rights to. I doubt Anthony and Jim have signed off permission for him to put that on his his podcast stream. But this is more in a recent episode of him reliving past moments of his life. He's talking about one time he did something really funny on Opie and Anthony. I remember um, Kristen Bell called the radio show to promote a movie. And we were in the middle of just a really, really good radio show. This was when we were at Sirius XM. So I just quickly asked her if she was, I don't know, excited about the movie or whatever. 
And then I quickly went, okay, great, and hung up on her. The interview was literally 10 seconds long. And it got one of the biggest laughs ever on the radio show. And we had a live studio audience. Everyone enjoyed the hell out of that. Not only did he explain what happened, but then he played the audio of it right after explaining what happened just to prove how funny he once was 18 years ago on the radio. I mean, I, I do think um, a behind-the-scenes look at classic bits would be a good segment for his show. Well, honestly, if that's what the topic was, I would be more interested in that probably. Right. Than... Yeah, I mean, out of context, I'm just saying – I would love, I'm sure, let, let's put it this way, and I'm sorry to play devil's advocate here. I know I'm supposed to be more mean. I get it. No, it's but fine. If you had an opportunity, like let's say ONA said to you, All right, we're going to start a show once a week where we take three of our bits that we loved and talk about what was going on in the studio with that bit, I would fucking love to hear that show. I, I would too. What's happening, though, is not that. It's just Opie <laughs> saying, do you remember that time I was funny? And then playing the time that he was funny. I, I, okay, <laughs> but I agree enough, with you. <laughs> I agree with you. And by the way, you don't have to come on here and agree with me. That's not that's not a good podcast either. I'd, I'd, I'd uh, like I you just, to push back a little bit. Yeah, I, I just because again, and it's funny. So I also, by the way, met ONA when they were the hugest thing on, on 1027. I was doing a live show at, uh, the, what is it, uh, House of Blues? Is that where it was? The House of Blues uh, that doesn't exist anymore on one side and they were doing their show on the other side i was hosting a hilariously a winger con- concert and they were doing a radio show on the other side and i went <laughs> talk to them, and i would just we just had a nice talk and actually opie was the nicer one at the time anthony was kind of weird and then years later i feel like they flipped a little bit yeah yeah i think that's probably true and i'm glad that you said that because it actually sets up it's a nice segue to my next package that i want to play Opie has this a podcast out about, I think the title of it is I'm going to get my gun. And he tells this story, which is odd because usually when you tell a story, you're the hero of the story. He's the villain of the story. He's an asshole. He's talking about, he's on the beach. He lives on the beach. He's on the beach. And there are some people there who aren't practicing social distancing. And he gets very annoyed with them. Here's the setup. So these people walk in right by me, two, three feet away, and I just go, too close. And the guy goes, excuse me? I go, too close. So I go, I'm taking the coronavirus very seriously. And the guy goes, then why are you on a public beach? And I go, because I live here, you idiot. (laughs) Okay. You know what's funny is that he sounds like the guy that we were making fun of on the podcast. (laughs) Yes! <laughs> Those guys would get along pretty well. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like a, an old radio guy that doesn't want to assimilate to the new world. That's what it sounds like. So guess what? After he tells these people that they're in his space and he's taking the coronavirus very seriously, he sees that they're kind of eyeballing him and they're looking over at him and his wife and his kids and they're giving him the hairy eyeball. So Opie decides to get up and do something about it. But I saw this whole fucking thing. So I jump up. And I run over to him. I'm like, is there a problem? Is there a problem? And the guy's like, eh, too close. <laughs> too close. He's mocking me, right? I go, none of you guys are tough guys. None of you. So knock off the tough guy act. And next thing you know, they're looking at me in shock, right? And I'm like, hmm, what, what can I do? 
uh, you know, most of you guys know I'm kind of an asshole. Yep. So I go, I'll be right back. And I start walking away, you know. I start walking uh, toward the houses. <laughs> they go, <laughs> they go, where are you going? You know, like I'm leaving the situation, you know, after telling them that the tough guy act isn't working. I go, I'm going to get my gun. <laughs> I mean, this it's is, just hard to listen to. It's hard to listen to. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> it's yeah. so ridiculous. Yeah, this it's, is the, it's the guy's podcast. Yeah, I feel like, uh, is he doing that alone? Is he with anyone? These shows mostly are alone. He does have guests on from time to time. But what he's doing is he's doing like a YouTube or Instagram live chat thing. So mm-hmm. it's, he's often just interacting like you were doing in the Discord. He's just interacting with people who are commenting yeah. as he's going. Yeah. Uh, and by the way, speaking of which, in your Discord, I have listened to the show before. Sorry, continuing. Oh, good. Um, okay. <laughs> yeah, because I never have. I, you know, I have several times. Um, I love but it. anyway. Thank you. Um, yeah, I you know. I It's weird because, again, I get it. You know, he's trying to figure out what's next. You know, even though he has more money than we ever would need, you know, he definitely is sitting pretty financially. If you are someone who wants to be in this space and don't understand it, you're just trying to figure out something that works. That's all. He's been he's been trying to figure that out for a while. Yeah, I mean, look, didn't he get didn't the show get dropped from the network he was on? Isn't that right? Or Correct. No? He was hired by Westwood One, which is why he started the podcast. That lasted about a year, and now he's on his own. Which actually brings me to my next clip. I only have a couple more things to play on Opie. I won't torture oh, you much longer. No, I don't mind at all. Oh, good. Okay, I'm glad to hear. Because I, I, I actually, just a little bit behind the scenes, I reached out to Ralph and said, listen, I know you know Opie. You've been on Centering John's show. Like, we don't have to talk about these people. Because when people actually have relationships, I don't know. They don't want to burn bridges. But you were really cool. You're like, I don't fucking know these people. So I just assumed that we could go ahead and, yeah, and have a, a chat. I would never... I take, you know, I, a lot of times I, I've met a shit ton of people in my life, yeah. but I would very rarely say I'm friendly with, I met stuttering John once, you know, I, I met Opie once. I don't, they're in being endeared by me or whatever me like, it means nothing to me. I don't, it's not going to affect my life in any way. No offense. Chris, I like this guy. <laughs> this guy works out well for WTP. Well, I mean, I'm just speaking as honestly as possible. I'm not, it. I would never shit on someone. I get the shtick of the show, but I would never shit on someone just to shit on someone. If I don't like it, I'm going to look. That last clip was hard to listen to. You, <laughs> you <know>? think? Um, <laughs> yep. I, and also, I've never known Opie to be a tough guy. Am I wrong? That in, no. In the, I, I always thought Anthony was the wackadoo whenever things happened. I could well, be yeah, when it, when it comes to gunplay, it, it, that's Anthony's right. realm. I don't, I've never heard Opie say, I'm going to go get my gun before. Yeah, ever. That's so that's thing is that. And I've never known his, in my life, I don't remember Opie ever getting into fights, fist fights, in my knowledge. I don't remember, but maybe I don't, I don't, you know, wasn't a religious listener, but I was a big fan. But it just seemed so weird. Again, it feels like I see this guy just trying to figure this out on the beach, is how I figured the it. The only is. fight I know about that Opie has talked about is he was playing basketball with his buddies and dropped the N word and got his ass beat for it. Oh, wow. Jesus. (laughs) That's a funny one. Okay. So I have a question for you on this one, because he's talking about how he has to pay for his bandwidth and he needs people to support his sponsors. And because you run a network with 24 shows on it, I have a feeling you're going to have some knowledge on this. Let me play the clip and then, and then we'll chat. Um, I'm not going to lie to you, man. It's getting tougher and tougher to, 
keep this free because the bandwidth is just crushing me. I got advertisers. I'm trying to, I'm trying to cover the bandwidth. I don't really need to make a lot of money, but I, I, I don't want to watch thousands of dollars going away every month. He says that he's spending thousands of dollars a month on bandwidth. He's using well, I don't know well he's using a provider called uh, Omni.fm. O M N Y.fm. I went on the website to look at their pricing because I pay I pay thirty two dollars a month for Libsyn to syndicate right. my show. That's that's what I pay for bandwidth. This says that you get a terabyte at uh, twenty nine dollars a month. He's claiming that he spends thousands of dollars a month on bandwidth, and Ralph, you would know better than anyone. How is that possible? Well, I can tell you. So again, is why I say I don't know his setup. If he's doing what we're doing, which is to have all your audio and video behind a paywall that you're privately hosting so that YouTube can't tell you what you can and cannot air is what gas digital does. Or we pay for our own hosting service for audio and video. That's a private feed, right? That is thousands of dollars a month, especially if it's video. All right. Can I, can I stop you right there? There is no video. Mm -hmm. Okay. And so if it's just audio, is he, and he doesn't have a paywall. There's no, there's no paywall and it's just audio. Yeah, so then either he's doing something really wrong <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. or he's lying. It's one or the other. <laughs> yes. Thank you. Stupid or liar. I thought the same thing. I'm like, either this guy is the dumbest person getting ripped off by this yeah, hosting he could, service he or he's just lying. Doing, yeah, he could be doing it completely incorrectly. You it's know, possible. That's possible. You know, because you can get, like, let's say, because we were on a, a hosting company for a while and mm -hmm. the hosting company for just, for just the website. You know, all the media is stored on a media site, but all... The website was getting so much traffic that the website started costing a crazy amount of money a month, right? And so that wasn't even for the audio, for the media, just to be the visitors on the website. Yeah. But then you can go to a, a site that gives you unlimited bandwidth, and that's just a few hundred dollars a month. Right. And I don't imagine that's even the scenario he's doing. I don't know if he has a website. I don't know. But if it's just for the podcast, you'd have to go out of your way to spend thousands of dollars a month. You'd have to figure out a way. It's not possible. Right. Yeah, it would be difficult to spend a lot of money on... For a podcast. If for it's a just podcast. audio yes, that especially is not behind a paywall, and if you're behind a paywall, use fucking Patreon. It costs you nothing. So I don't I don't know how you could go about... I'm not saying he's not doing it. I just would would really hear, love to hear how he's doing it if he's spending thousands a month because he's making a mistake. All right, I got to keep this running. I'm going to play... The last thing I want to play for, uh, for Opie... He did a show with this guy named Wheels. Wheels is out of our hometown, Rochester. He works on Brother Weez's show. And Wheels is a guy in a wheelchair who has a podcast. He got Opie on. It's a big get for him. Of course, Opie puts this out as his podcast as well for some mm -hmm. reason. And the sound quality is not great. Whatever. I'm not going to pick on that. But this is the question that came in from Wheels. He wants to know about Carl Ruiz. Do you have any good... Chef Carl stories that you could tell us. All right. So the question is, any good stories? Now, Carl Ruiz, anyone who's listening to this show knows this, was a character. He lived a lifestyle that was ridiculous. You know, he owns restaurants. He's on television. He's divorced. He's banging random strangers. All sorts of things going on. He sounds like a fun guy, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. Opie... Is given this, just tell me something interesting about Carl Ruiz. Opie's answer is hysterical. It tells you so much about Opie's makeup. He makes it about him. He tells a story about them in Nantucket. 
because they did this show in Nantucket early on and explains how he made Carl laugh. Well, he decided we all needed Nantucket hoodies and we went into a store and he begged me outside the store not to carry on and, and make a scene. And I'm like, God, Carl, of course I won't. And then, of course, as soon as I got into the place, I just started announcing that we were there and taking over the store and just being loud and obnoxious. And and Carl was laughing his ass off to the point he couldn't breathe. But he also was so uncomfortable and so embarrassed and he just wanted us out of the store. And he... Uh, he quickly bought everyone's hoodies and, and and dragged me out of there. So those are the moments I cherish. Yeah, the, the times when he's laughing at my jokes. That's what I remember about Carl Ruiz. He really loved my jokes. It definitely goes to, I mean, every clip you've played is that, is that, yeah. you know, someone, again, not to keep putting it on me, but understanding that there are people that are going to be funnier than you, put those people front and center. Like, Lewis is a far better promoter than I am. So it's better to have him be the face of Gas Digital than me. I don't want to be on Instagram every day. He loves it. So finding the people that are better at other things is where you bring it. But then don't get jealous when they're the more famous person. But he seems to hold on to the fact that he feels he never got the credit he deserves. Yeah, I I think you just summed it up perfectly. Uh, When you have confidence in your ability and what you're good at, and I'm hearing that with you, Ralph, like you know what your role is, you're confident in what what you can do, and you let other people take care of the shit you're not good at. Right, 100%. Someone told me that a long time ago. One of the few people in my life I met that was a billionaire said to me the day that his life changed was when he realized that he should just put people that know things better than him in those positions. And it stuck with me, you know? And it's funny is that, you know, most people... If you're a fan of Gas Digital, think that I just gave Lewis money and said, do what you want to do, right? And I don't care that that's the fucking narrative. If that's what they want to believe, let them believe that. I know my value to the company, and it's fine. But if they want to think that, let them think that. Well, I think you just set the record straight, my friend. Yes, maybe I'm lying. Who knows? Maybe it is all uh... (laughs) that. Speaking of people who always make it about them... Stuttering John Melendez. There's a lot going on in the world of Stuttering John right now. And I know that you were on the show and I gave you grief for it, Ralph. But you just said, I'll just do whatever. Can I tell you what made me laugh about it? Is that it was literally the only tweet I got about being on the show. (laughs) You know what I mean? You get a lot of buzz from that. (laughs) But usually you get one or two, you know? The only thing I got was you shitting on it. That's the only one that came in. <laughs> That's hysterical. And yes, uh, by the way, Discord, I do have self-esteem issues. Continue. Yeah, I, know. I saw that. Jesus, can't win with these people. Um, so <laughs> he's got this guy on, this guy named Al, who it runs a comedy club in uh, Manhattan. And Al brings up uh, the Munsters because he's telling a story about High Pitch Eric. And, of course, Stuttering John has to make it about him. Do you remember that episode of, do you remember The Monsters when we were younger, the TV show, The Monsters? I love it. It, it, right? you know, it comes on still over here. Fred Wynn was my best interview. And 
It truly, it's was Howard's favorite interview I ever, ever did. Fred Gwynn was such a good sport. The guy just wanted to tell us stories. Like, remember the monsters? There was a scene in the monsters and blah, blah, blah. After he goes through his whole story, John has to go, yeah, did you know that I interviewed Fred Gwynn and it was Howard's favorite interview that I did? Like, oh, okay. He's the guest the on way. your show, dummy. I've met a few uh, Howard Stern people over the years. I never met Howard, but I've met a few of the Howard Stern people over the years. And people that have been subsequently not a part of the show anymore, yeah. right? It is bizarre to me how they still want to always be somehow related to Howard. They still need I his approval. How, yeah, and they, but not only his approval, like they're still talking about moments of the show as their idea. He's stuttering John from the Howard Stern show. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. The fact that he even still calls himself stuttering John, which was coined by by Stern. You know, like I don't understand. If you're still associated with him, if you still have a good relationship with him, I get it. But to be off the air 20 years, how many years have you not been on the show? I don't know. It's close um, to that, yeah. It's been a long time. Just, I don't get it. Like, I feel that at this point, you yourself should no longer want to be associated with it and make your own mark. You know, he's doing stand-up. He's been in some movies. He does put out a record, whatever it is. That's how you identify. It's just weird to me. I don't like I don't still call myself Ralph from Tour Bus Radio, even though it was a much bigger show than the SDR was, you know, but SDR is because that's not who I am anymore. And right. I just don't think about it. Well, it's weird. The reason is he's trying to, but it's not working. And so that's why he keeps falling back to his glory days. You were on the show back when he had his attorney Vinny as the co-host, and I believe I don't think Vinny was on while you were on. I think you you got off and then Vinny came on. Yeah, I'm, because at the time he was having some, which you could hear in that clip, he has audio issues. You <laughs> yeah, know? there's a lot of audio issues. I have an example yeah, of that so, too. Yeah, I could hear it right there. It sounded awful. But, but um, he explains this. So this guy Vinny came on after you did your guest spot, and Vinny starts making fun of him like, oh, I love how you guys are talking about how many girls you bang. Like, we, we fucking, like, children we talking about. And... Everyone was saying at the time, like, John, what are you doing? This Vinny guy's trolling you. And John's like, no, nah, no, nah, Vinny's a cool guy. He's my friend. He's my buddy. And he used to threaten to sue me all the time. He's like, my attorney in New York, Vinny, you know, we're talking about this Carl guy. We're going to take care of it. He finally admits that Vinny was a troll, trolling him on his own show. Animal Crossing oh, really? said, John, it's Vinny doing Oh, and this is funny, too, because the guy who's asking him the question about it in his chat room is Animal Crossley which is the name of Patrick Michael, which is another guy that we make fun of on this show. Anyway. Animal Crossley said, John, it's Vinny doing this. You never got attacked before Vinny came along. There was this, there was this, I used to have a lawyer do the show and he would troll me on my own show, you know? So, yeah. I love this because what this means, and, and Ralph, you've been saying this a lot. Like, I'm just going to be honest. I'm just going to tell you the truth. Stuttering John cannot be honest and it's obvious because when you say, yeah, all this shit that I said a year ago, I was lying. It's like, well, then why would I think that what you're saying now is true when you admit right. that you were lying then? So he was lying that the guy was his troll or did he find out afterwards? He, I mean, he might have found out afterwards. That's a good point. He's, again, stupid or liar. You're right. <laughs> he just right. Finds stupid. That he found out afterwards. Yeah. I mean, actually, I would say, look, he was super nice to me. Yeah. That was my... I had only, and I, you mentioned this, you know, when I was on, the one time I was on Howard, he answered the phone. I think you brought that up. <laughs> he was I, the call screener. <laughs> yeah, I recognized his voice at the time. Um, <laughs> but um, he was super nice to me. So I have nothing negative. I don't know. Again, I, and I understand how much Howard affected everybody. So I understand the, the desire to keep that whole torch alive. But it just seems so 
I'm so disassociated with it at this point. It's hard to relate to any of it, if that makes any sense. No, I understand. So he's doing this political show now, and he's got this guy, Noel, who's the co-host of the show. And they do this, I think, twice a week, Tuesdays and Thursdays. He has a political show that bashes Trump. And then on Sundays, he has Tammy Pascatelli on or whoever, and he tries to do comedy. So Noel is no more. He is Dunzo, and John talked about that. No, Noel did not. Uh, there's no problem with Noel and I. There's no drama that you're all going to want to think and speculate on. So he starts off by saying there's no drama. Like, well, who said there was drama? He's not going to do the show anymore. Said, Why are you assuming? What's that? I said, did someone ask him was there drama or he just decided to volunteer that information? Well, he goes back to it later on in the show. So you tell me, listen to what he says here. And again, I've already established that he's a liar. And when you say I'm telling the truth, I'm not lying over and over again, I get suspicious. Anyway, so Noel had to move last Thursday. That's that's the truth. He's moving out of Manhattan. He's upstate. Not going to say where. And he literally had to, you know, you know, you know, he had to move. There was no big, there's no drama here. None at all. So, Noel and I, you know, talked or, and texted or whatever. And, and and he said it's okay to talk about. Noel's writing a book. And his wife wants him and is trying to inspire him to write this book. Noel and I were texting back and forth. And he said that he... He would love to um, do the show, but he wants to take a break for July and August to focus on his book. And I think his book is going to be a very important book to get out there. It's exposing the dota card notice Trump. And I'm like, look, you're my best co-host ever. You know, come back as soon as you're ready. You know, and so he said he's going to miss it. He loves it. He'll be back in September. So we got to deal with the rest of July and August without Noel. He... All right. First off. I cannot handle that audio. Fucking A, man. terrible. First off, this idea that he has to leave my show because his wife's making him write a book is insane. This is, a, this is an adult man we're talking about. His wife told him he's got to focus on the book so he can't do the show anymore. That right there sounds like a premise that I'm not buying. Secondly, he goes, it's just in July and August. He'll be back in September. Uh, what was that site? BetOnline.ag. Can I take a, a wager? I would put $10,000 out. I, no lie. $10,000 to say, no, will not be back in September. If anybody wants to take that bet with me, let's do it. And it's also funny. It's like when someone tells you over and over again that they're funny or someone tells you that they're not racist, you know that <laughs> that's not true. So if someone keeps telling you there was no uh, drama, <laughs> un, and un, not like anyone's asking. It just if he keeps re- referring to it. Maybe there was drama. Yeah, I I have a feeling since that word is floating around in his head that there was some drama. Plus the fact that, and I don't want to get too inside because I don't care that much. But plus the fact that like no no longer likes any of John's tweets, and it just seems like they had a falling out, which would make have a lot ever, more sense. Stuttering John directly or no? I'm sorry, say that again. Have you ever met him stuttering John directly? Have no, you guys ever... no, never. Okay. He's only threatened to break my legs and sue me. I've never talked to him directly. Okay, that's fun. That's cute. <laughs> that's good stuff. All right, I have a funny, fun clip on here. He starts his show off 
and every single person who was supposed to be on the show with him canceled. And he goes through the list of people that he tried to get to do the show. I'm surprised you didn't get a phone call, Ralph. He, uh, he goes pretty deep with this. I guess Mike Buschetti was supposed to be on the show and he canceled. And then Tammy Pescatelli had a migraine, which is great. Uh, I'm washing my hair. Or I have a migraine or something. I don't know. It's something. I can't do it. This is fun. So now I'm like, okay. So I call Monique from Radio Gun. She, well, she never picks up the phone. Although she says she was going to call me today. Whatever. So now I don't have Monique. I can't get Arm on. I can't get Steve Gorilla on. I already, you know, Tammy's not coming on. Boschetti canceled on me. What am I going to do? I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to continue to do a show. Because that's the kind of professional I am. And I do have a guest on, unless he cancels on me. The great Al Martin. The great Al Martin. Who? <laughs> he just ran through all these names. He tried to get the co-host from Radio Gaga. That's who Arm is. Even Arm's like, yeah, John, I'm, I'm busy. I cannot listen to that audio. The audio is so bad. Oh, I don't understand. Listen to this part of the show, Ralph. This goes on for over three minutes. I don't know what show. Uh, we do it. I, I can't wait to talk to Jenny Cohen because really, oh, God. let's face it, people, we are going to get screwed. <laughs> Just like uh, Greg Oliar said, if we don't come out in droves, I can't listen I to it. It's like, oh, I know, I know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'll, I'll stop it. Because also, I, I'm an audiophile. Like, i just someone who really cares about sound quality. And I just think with a podcast, that is the number one reason why people would tune out. And it it's odd to me, with his background in radio, why he would even put that out. It's so bad. That is the surprising part. He's so bad at the audio production side of this, and his background is in radio. I don't know. I've, I Actually, I was talking to E-Rock again. He goes, it's amazing how many people who are involved in radio have no idea how it's actually recorded and the production side of things. And I guess he would know better than anyone. But yeah, it is really shocking. Hard. And it's also, by the way, it ain't that hard. Buy a fucking microphone. <laughs> That's it. There's your answer. Buy a $30 microphone, and you're not going to have that problem anymore. Yeah, I'm not going to comment on that. It took me like four years to invest in good equipment. No, but even like okay, so there is a standard cheapo Shure mic, Shure SM thirty eight or something it's called, and that is good enough. You know, it is good enough to the average person. You don't need to go anything. We have the SMBs, the ones that are like four hundred each. That you don't need that. There's no reason for it. But for the average person, just get a good mic, clean into your computer, and hit record, and that's all that matters. Well, the other problem that John has because he's doing these YouTube shows. He doesn't pay for internet. He uses his neighbor's Wi-Fi. So that's well, another you're... issue that you're going to have with quality when that happens. Right. But if you're recording locally, at least in post-production, you could fucking clean it up. And Animal Crosley's right, because I heard this part of the show. He has a microphone that he uses, and at one point, all the guests are louder than him, and he doesn't know how to work the levels on anything. So he goes, all right, fuck it. I'm just going to use the microphone in my laptop and just, just takes his, his mic out and just starts using that. Like, John, you're going in the wrong that's direction. Yeah. <laughs> that, that, I mean, that, like, I don't mind shitting on that at all because that's just, you should fucking know better. You know that? I, or, and if you don't know better, he had audio problems with me. I don't know how long ago we, I did the show, five months ago, six it a, months ago? It was a year ago. A year ago, Jesus Christ, COVID makes me forget everything. But I think, um, I think it was. I don't know. I can remember. It means it's been a year that you've had audio problems, you know? And <laughs> oh, then, it's been more than that, yes. 
but I'm saying so at least a year. So just if you have to get someone to get get a fan to come in and fix your fucking audio. <laughs> That's the problem right there. Get a fan. <laughs> I mean, you don't Step one's going to be tough. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, but he does have ads, which is great. He does an ad read. I, I didn't want to spoil the joke here. I'm just going to play it for you. This is unbelievable. There we have. And then we just have one more sponsor today. And that is my good buddy, uh, Craig Phelps. If you're looking to buy a place in Woodland Hills or anywhere around it, check out this house on 4647 Canoga Avenue. It is, uh, it's a beautiful place. Hold on. This is the wrong link. Hold on. He is promoting a specific house in a specific neighborhood wow. on his podcast. What kind of CPM rate could he get to that? That's <laughs> kind of... You think they're paying the $25 CPM for that one? So highly specific. That's crazy. That's, I mean, hey, good for him. If he gets someone to perform. It's funny, though. Like one time on uh, Shiprocked, they lost a couple of major sponsors. I forgot why. And one of the sponsors was like a local lawyer. I was like, who the fuck is using this guy? That's so crazy. But I mean, look, you take what you can get. What am I going to say? Take but it what is... you can get. This is him yeah. on, on this ad read still. He starts playing a YouTube video. You, uh, you're going to be upset about this because the audio is just terrible. The YouTube video steps all over his audio. And also, listen to the, the specs on this house. And uh, let's just check out this beautiful house. I've been here. I've drank there with my buddy Craig. Okay. Look at this, 4647 Canoga Avenue, Woodland Hills, California. What a beautiful place. Come on, and listen to that groovy music. Right next to the Woodland Hills uh, golf course, right on the seventh hole. You actually walk right onto the course, and there's a bar right there. It's located right next to Calabasas. You have a great school district. You have plenty of outdoor areas. You have five <laughs> bedrooms, including Nanny's quarters. Is there, is there any chance that he made that clip solely because he knew you were going to make fun of him? No, he's not smart enough to do that. Okay, I checked out this house, so it's five bedrooms plus a nanny quarters. No one who listens to this show can afford this fucking house. This has to be a million-dollar house. Well, I'm sure what it is is an, an old Howard Stern fan that just wants John to talk about him. Yeah, right? I mean that's what it is. Probably that's who that that's who Vinny was. The guy trolling him is just a Howard Stern fan. He's also the attorney for High Pitch Eric. So it, it, John doesn't have like real friends. He just has hangers on who like Howard Stern. Yeah, I mean that's what I imagine. Like, I mean, look, I love Steve Gorilla. He's a very nice guy, but it's same same shtick. You know, they yeah. uh, they're all keeping the Howard Stern K Rock Radio Day Howard Stern alive. I just want to play a couple more clips because, as I mentioned, he lost Noel as a co-host. So now he has to do a political show by himself, which he has no business talking politics at all. The guy is so dumb. So he has these guests on who are people who want to get their message out there. They're political pundits. This is not your goofy buddy Grillo coming on to shoot the shit or Casey Armstrong. So he has the first two guests out on the show. The first guest comes on. He needs to explain why he's drinking a beer. He feels compelled to let them know. Look, this is a real serious political show, but just so you know, I'm, I'm going to be getting wasted during it. But he has a really oh. good excuse for it. The traffic was bad, and I'm actually having a beer. The reason being, David, is I 
during this meeting, I had um, 48 ounces. I had a 16-ounce coffee and a 32-ounce Mountain Dew, and I am so freaking wired that I have to calm down because it makes me so OCD, so I got to have some calming down liquid. Cheers. <laughs> what Cheers. 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 <laughs> so then he has his next guest on. The next guest is this woman who is very concerned with voter fraud, and she's, like, written a book about it, and she has all this information she wants to get out. John starts off the interview explaining to her why he's getting wasted. First of all, you look great. Thank you. You too. How's it going? Not an appropriate thing to say to someone who's on a show about voter fraud, but all right, whatever. It's You know, it was kind of stressful, Jennifer. I had a meeting today, and... It was all the way in Valencia, and oh. and then I and then there's you know you know well, you're in L.A. so there's you know no I'm not I'm in I'm in Cal- Oakland Oakland oh you're in Oakland that's right so there's a you know there's a wildfire going on in Simi Valley so I hit traffic oh right oh gosh and I had uh, 48 ounces of caffeine so I said you know what I have to have a beer or two because. Because I I have OCD and I'm, like like I start getting the jitters if I have too much caffeine, and mm. so I have to calm myself down. Oh, all right. Well, that makes sense. So you did something that you shouldn't have, and now you're doing something else that you shouldn't. All right. Well, no, that makes perfect sense. Thanks for putting on your show for us. Can I ask you a question? Because I again, I've not been abreast of uh, his career since you know last while. You, you and it- everybody else. Is he someone who is known to have strong political opinions now? Yes. This is how one of the ways he's reinventing himself is he hates Trump. He actually, the the most famous thing he's done since he left Leno's show was make a prank call where he actually got through to Trump. Yeah, I remember that. That Remember that? That was actually pretty good. Well, it would have been good, but he had zero jokes. He didn't have a single joke to say. In his defense, I'm assuming he never dreamed he was going to actually get through. <laughs> Correct. He did not. I'm an, I'm an, I'm Mr. President. Da, 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 da. I forgot about that. That was fucking cool. Good for him that he made that happen. That was pretty wild. Well, he talks about it ad nauseum. He will not well, let you forget. That's why I haven't forgotten. I just have one more clip to play from Stuttering John. This is from his most recent episode. He comes on and he says something so absurd, but I think he means it. I think he really means it. Why in the world? And I'm asking this question to all of you out there. Why do you think Sirius XM hasn't asked me to do a show on their on their network? Why would he think he's qualified to have a show on Sirius XM? His show is terrible. It's unlistenable. And he thinks I'm... it's because Howard's blocking him and Gary Delabate's blocking him. Is that what he thinks? Really? Yes. Oh, oh, yeah. He, he goes, it's because of Marcy Turk. <laughs> Marcy Turk's blocking me. No, John. You're just not talented. You lack talent. That's why you don't have a show on Sirius XM. Also, how did he get? How did they lose him from uh, Stern in the old days? I don't remember the whole shtick. Like, oh, what? that was great. Jay Leno stole him away to become the announcer of the Tonight Show, which was a revenge fuck to Howard. It, it had nothing to do with John or his talent. We we heard the audition right. tapes. You know when he when he used the N slur to say Nicholas Cage's name, he wasn't a good announcer. 
That's funny. It's really funny. That's great. I forgot. <laughs> I remember that now. He was on. Was he on for a while on Leno, or just for like a year or two? Ten years. But he started oh, out well. as the announcer. He was he was on screen, and then they quickly moved him to the back office, where I think oh, he was the, the call screener. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, Ralph. I want to thank you so much for coming on and doing the show. You host STR with Big J Okerson. That show's still going strong. I know uh, you just did put out a show last week where you had uh, Doug Benson on, who I'm a big fan yeah. of. Doug Benson uh, and his new show with Doug Mellard called uh, Wide World of Dugs. And you, and you pronounced was, Millard uh, right again. Very good. Yeah, and it's funny because they wanted to – Jay gave me shit for this because they're only going to interview people named Doug. Right. Okay. That's the cop of their show. So I said on there, and Jay always loves to shit on me, <clears throat> that I know the the guitarist of White Snake and Dio. His name is Doug Aldrich, and they're like, ah, you don't fucking know him. Blah blah blah. Needless to say, he's doing their show. I oh, set it up. Sweet. I called Doug and made that happen. So Jay can go fuck himself. That's the answer. I like it. I actually <laughs> saw Doug Benson on a Weezer cruise that I was on. Really? I got to see him do stand up, and I got to see him do his podcast live and that was uh that was a lot of fun it's funny is that i only knew him because i you know i listened a few times jay had done uh the movie podcast that he has douglas movies yep. you know um and he did uh legion once but i thought he was great I actually thought he was really really fun yeah for sure all right well um everyone should definitely check out gas digital and you guys have some fantastic shows over there when you subscribe you get access to all of the videos all of the archive shows so it's what probably tens of thousands of hours of entertainment at this point yeah at this point for sure tens of thousands of hours so people should definitely go check out gas digital go to gas digital check it out uh you you i'd say everyone just just be a fan of the shows you don't need to subscribe you know just uh be a fan of the shows on the network if you want check out what we have we have some great shows i agree that leads us to everyone's favorite part of the show. The this is the part of the show where we play a clip from the podcast that we'll be reviewing on next week's WATP to tease everybody. Here is said clip. David's got a yearbook picture in his mom's copy of Ebony Magazine. And we- or in essence, I can't be. I can't my, be sure. My yearbook photo—it looks like I'm a ghost because they had to clean up so much acne off my face that it looks like it's like photoshopped in there. And my hair is like just above my eyebrows. I look like look like it's from the '70s, probably. Oh it's wow! They airbrushed your face. Yeah, I, and I didn't ask him to or anything. I wasn't like, "Hey, can you guys hook it up?" They were just like. We're going to hook this up a little bit, I think. So your yearbook photo looked like the kid who died in the 70s came back as a ghost and, like, uh-huh. two people can see him. Yeah, and they're like, Sean didn't, Sean didn't even go to this school. He, he had some unfinished business. <laughs> Y'all can see this yeah, yearbook, her- right? Y'all can see this in the yearbook. That's, that's the only way the football team won the state championship that year, though. This is a show called All Fantasy Everything, and what they do is they draft fantasy teams for everything. And as you could tell from that clip, they also tag every joke over and over again. It's one of these high energy, <laughs> we're just shucking and jiving over here. It sounded like once shows. again, you're trying to play some hacky morning radio show. It's weird. <laughs> yeah. I think these guys have some influences. Weenie in the butt. Yeah. I mean, that's what, it's, that's what I thought literally that you were going to tell me 
that this month you're doing all former people from radio doing podcasts. It's possible. I, I have not tried to do that, but it's possible that's what's going on here. Ralph, I'm going to uh, let you bounce. You have been fantastic. I really appreciate you coming on the show. Welcome back anytime. Thank, Thank you. For you. I'd like to tell your Discord listeners to go fuck themselves. As you should, yes. You're getting some grief. <laughs> he is getting some guff. Oh, wow. <laughs> Producer Chris is just looking at the computer screen and laughing this whole time. I mean, it's a crack like, with like, people saying, I don't get the show. I get the show. It doesn't mean I have to be an asshole, you fucking idiots. You've been fantastic, buddy, and uh, I really appreciate it. So thank you so much for coming on. And uh, we're gonna uh, we're going to play the outro, and then I'm going to do uh, reviews and voicemails. But uh, you don't have to hang out for that. Also, if you do, if you did record your audio, I should have told you to do this. If you did record your audio and you can send that to me, that'd be great. I'm sorry. I, ah, that's I my did. bad. I should have told you to do that. All right. So please join us again next week. It might be the episode we find out once and for all. Who are these podcasts? Sleep well, every pony. Starting in the mush bits of morning radio. Great show. Good job, everybody. Great job, everyone. You know, who are these podcasts? I don't know. I don't get it. Makes no sense. Hey, what's up, Vic? Hello. I got Corona. Do you really? Fuck yeah, I do. I'm getting tested today, boy. Oh, so you're not feeling well then, huh? Oh, no, I've been shitting fucking liquid all day. That's not what Corona is. It's a respiratory illness. Well, no, that's a symptom. That was the beginning symptom for my roommate who tested positive, Carl. You can go fuck yourself. You have a roommate? Yeah, I do. Wow. Someone puts up with you in your voice. Somehow, bro. All right. (laughs) That's really funny. I liked it. I just want to point out, I like that Ralph is still in the Discord talking shit to people. (laughs) It's fucking funny. He's not going to leave this alone. No. Nice, like, Dilf voice. Like, you know, it's pretty calming compared to you. So (laughs) I don't know that you should be talking, but all right, fair enough. (laughs) So yesterday... Vic came on and we reviewed her entire stand-up tape. And I put that out as a bonus episode on Patreon this morning. So that was really cool of you to do that. Thank you for doing that, Vic. That was impromptu. Oh, yeah. No, I was literally just woke up like 10 minutes before that. Yeah. What a fun fun way to start your morning. (laughs) Uh, All right. You got any reviews, uh, recent reviews that you want to read? Great. I got some weird shit this week. Um you got a you got a five star from Randy Hinkle. Um, well, this one's my favorite. Vic. Vic sounds hot. Everyone else sounds fat except Carl. He sounds drunk. <laughs> that's, that's a pretty good summation, actually. You can be fat and drunk. 
Sometimes I am. Oh, yeah. Um, and then you got a five-star review. Uh, funny, I look forward to starting a mediocre podcast so these guys can uh, rip it apart. Oh, good luck so, with that. Yeah, right? Get in line. Okay, and then this one was super weird. You have a five-star. It was made by Wizard of the Mounds um, a couple days ago. So it says, A Dark Harvest. A puzzle box has been unlocked, releasing the tormented voices of the interdimensional beings we were warned about. An unrelenting audio soul that reminds us not everything needs to be recorded and archived on the global server farms. Five stars. Impressive. Yeah. Um, he used a lot of big words that... Yeah. Uh, don't know. So. I think there was a Hellraiser reference there. Was, was there? there? I don't know. By the way, that just reminded me. I don't know why it's not related in any way of the fan fiction post in the subreddit about you. Have we talked about that yet? <laughs> no, I think we talked about the first one that PJ made, though. Yeah, uh, this new one is fucking creepy, dude. It ooh, it goes in. Yeah, you got some sweaty feet, and it's just it's a whole thing. It's really Fucked disturbing. Up. Yeah, Reddit's been wild lately. <laughs> Reddit has been wild. Uh, I agree. All right, any other uh, reviews or anything? No, but I do want to mention Fabulicious. Uh, oh, he, hasn't he... Made a, he hasn't made a post for 22 fucking days. That sucks. Yep, and it was to bounce uh, on r slash laundry. Um, he said, once smell nice for stupid new job, put bounce sheet on neck and underarm, now skin red. WTF, how can I use bounce dryer sheet if it make my skin red? Um, I am fascinated by this guy. I need to meet this guy. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, and then he said, if bounce put on clothes and dryer, why I put on and get red skin? Le how legal? Um, and then everyone was trying to explain to him that, you know, it, it irritates skin and it should be used like secondhand with heat. Um, but he was like, it's uh, it's illegal. That should not be allowed. So, very isn't, good. Isn't it odd that we're talking about someone bitching about bounce dryer sheets and it's fascinating? I love it so much. <laughs> How is that possible? I love it. He's my favorite. I He's want him my to come favorite back. Too. Come back, Fab. We love you. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's all I got. So, last week, I teased that we were going to have uh, the head of a big podcast network on the show. And there's a lot of speculation on who it might be. Nobody guessed Ralph Sutton, but there were guesses for Louis J. Gomez, which is close. There were guesses for Drew Lane, which uh, God willing will someday happen. But then there's uh, these guesses, which are a little bit off the mark. Hey, Carl, it's Tucker Dixon. Feel free to delete this message if I'm wrong or it doesn't work out. But what you said for your host of next week that you teased, makes it almost seem like it's Adam Carolla, unless you're being sarcastic, and in which case that means you got Maddox to agree to come onto the show. And if that's true, I mean, don't don't play me like this, Carl. Don't tease that and pretend like you're going to get Maddox. You're not going to actually get Maddox. I will be so disappointed that I'll lower my Patreon by, by $1. So, you know, don't do it. Tucker out. Tucker Dixon, those are possibly the two worst guesses possible. <laughs> Why not just say Alex Jones or Donald Trump? Like, what, are you, what are you talking about? 
And of course, Maddox. Oh, that's funny. Um, all right. We've been doing um, these ID. Oh, I should have had fucking Ralph Sutton do an ID for us. Producer Chris. <laughs> what do I pay you for? <laughs> uh, see what's going on. All right. Let's uh, let's see what else we got here. nailed it bad practice guy fucking nailed it always my favorite voicemailer right there <laughs> he's classy he <laughs> no keeps it not. nice and classy he needs to switch it up a little bit but that's okay you might have noticed that we don't talk about bag slapping as much as we used to mm. now the rage is all about rubber dicks yeah bring back bag slappers I don't want to hear you say rubber dicks in the intro again Call me back. All right. Hmm. Sounds good. Well, um, you've replaced, uh, you know, Fat Kevin with Fat Vinny. So I think you're just trying to edge everything out from the old show. Yeah. From season one. <laughs> season one, WATP. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it makes sense. Uh, let's see. Hey, Carl. This is Prep Boy Rick here calling from my wonderful uh, kitchen studio. I wanted to say that I've always enjoyed your content. It was been fun. It's a great ride. I was listening to the uh, latest bonus episode that you had with Dick and Sean. It was a great time until I found out that you're one of those E-bomb world's assholes. <laughs> As a representative of the YTMND army, all I can say is fuck you. You deserve to die. Eric Bauman deserves to die. You motherfuckers stole that Lindsay Lohan gift without any fucking credit. And I will never, ever forgive you for that. Fuck yourself as hard as you possibly can, and then do it again. You only deserve derision from here on out. I'm pulling my Patreon. I don't know what Vic's number is, but I'm going to block that. I'm not going to comment on the Reddit that I don't have using my alt account. I'm not going to do anything at all involving the sort of scum that you are. You fucking sell out. Anyway, hey, uh, Sean's cool. And Dick's okay, but they can... Yeah. Fuck you. Hmm. <laughs> so, uh, YTMND, man, that brings me back. We used to have a rivalry. When I worked at E-Bombs World, we had a lot of enemies on the internet. Like, a lot of enemies. People really disliked us. Good I'd to- like to say you still do. You still got quite a few enemies, uh, Carl. Apparently, we do. Even uh, someone in our uh, Discord here, YTMND, represent. <laughs> I mean, I I feel like those battles have been fought, and we've all moved on with our lives now, right? We've all moved on. I, Dick asked me if I wanted to come on when he had low tax on to talk to, him, and I'm like, I I don't think that there's still a rivalry between something awful and <laughs> Evans World, although 15 years ago. That was the only thing I was talking about with people. Wouldn't shut up about it. All right. Um, I was a boring person, I guess is my point. Oh, yeah, you were. I'd uh, rather kill myself than have you keep talking about this. So, <laughs> All right. Hey, Carl, it's the ghost of your aborted son. Funny story about that. I did have a girlfriend who got an abortion, 
in the, would it be 90s? I think it would be the 90s. So my aborted son would have a voice similar to that at this point. <laughs> Very interesting. Um, oh, this is, you're going to love this, Vic. A guy from Australia called in. Oh, God. We know how you feel about Australians. Oh, yeah. Hello. By the way, this guy left us a bunch of voicemails. This is just one of them. <laughs> Hello, this is Anthony Cumia. I hear that you do a show that rips off um, our famous formula called Jocktober. Um, my best friend Opie wants to say something to you. Hang on, he wants to he he wants to say something. Hang on, Opie, do you want to talk? terrible man i love drunk australians though oh, that's okay. the only time they're good all right they do shit like that where you know you can't even pay that's attention to what's Australian. happening <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so that's interesting i didn't know that's all it took to win over vic i that was not expecting that take just now no i love that i need oh more drunk calls in so, general i i want to address soft weekly real quick in the discord we only do one take podcast so those guys set up an interview with the people from WATP, but it wasn't the people from WATP. It was actually those two clowns up in Canada who <laughs> created our guys. Instagram account and made a bunch of episodes about us and then fizzled out because their talent was losers. But those guys somehow got on their show. We only do one take and talked about how they were from WATP. So, yeah, I'm aware of those guys. I know that they're fans of the show. I, I wish that they had a little bit more sense but what are you gonna do boomer guy tried to do an id let's see how this goes hey this is boomer guy and you're listening to watv ah, fuck! <laughs> <laughs> epic fail all right so the last voice i want to play and i just have a note for myself i honestly don't remember what this is but my my note is boomer guy's best voicemail i should not be really calling while i'm on molly and we <laughs> all right all right let's do this all right hey this is boomer guy and you're listening to who are these podcasts the worst podcast on the air why are you listening to this get a life losers all right <laughs> he did it that's fair that's fair <laughs> he nailed it <laughs> oh boy Vic, thank you so much for spending so much time with us today through all of our technical difficulties and all of our nonsense. Man, for a second there, I thought Ralph was done. Didn't oh my he seem God. so frustrated? Yeah, when he left the Discord, I was like, he's not fucking coming back. Yes, I know. I thought the same thing. And um, I, I think he even said it. He's like, all right, I'm just going to give up on this. Yeah, I thought that. he said like 10 seconds and I'm fucking done or <laughs> yeah. something like that. I was like, oh, shit. Holy shit. I'm so glad that we were able to get Ralph on. 
and I was able to torture him with stuttering John and Opie shit that he obviously did not want to talk about. Oh yeah, and then the Discord <laughs> just fucking shitting on him constantly and like him like defending himself like I fucking know more than you. Like what the fuck do you talk about? Oh, I, I like this recap. That's great. <laughs> That's great. Oh, fun stuff. Um, how do I get out of this? Oh, I see. I don't have the thing on my new board. Let's figure out a more fun way to get out of this than uh, PJ. Shall we? Oh, thank you. Yes. Actually, shit. There's two things I have to play. All right. One of them is from Doug from the jingles department. He put together something for Vic. Oh, what a good boy. That he calls Vic audio porn. (laughs) And I am pissed that I forgot about this and I'm only playing it now. Maybe I'll change up the order when I uh, edit this later today. I don't know if you guys know who Vic is. Vic is. Vic is. Vic is. Vic is. Hello. 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 Vic is a nine, a nine and a half easily. Been alone with you inside my. I'll be able to grease up and rub out to one of Vic's voicemails. He said, creamy, 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 creamy. So I hear Vic's single. He just wanted to fuck me. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Hello. Her tone reeks of low self-esteem and daddy issues. You think women know how to fucking explain things? Of course, Carl. My ultimate climax. 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 He sent me his dick. Amazing. Unacceptable in today's society. It's a good point. I refuse to do that, Carl. It was my first time. Tell me to go fuck myself. Perfect, perfect, perfect. So if you want to see how big my teeth are. What are you, a creature that crawls out of the sewer? Neil, do you bet? Neil, do you bet? Oh, fuck me. Climax. Huh? 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 Creamy, creamy, creamy. You don't understand things. Um, Carl's penis is only 2.5 inches. Um, yeah, I'm funny like 1% of the time. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus. Fucking dog, man. Doug does a lot of me edits. I don't know how he sits through it. He loves you. Uh, I love him too. Hello. (laughs) Hello. (laughs) Hello. No one can do it, faggot. Catch up. It's fantastic. All right, producer Chris put something together, too. Do you have a setup for this? Just play it? All right, here we go. Good morning, everybody. We're going to give shout-outs to all the new patrons. Wait! You know what time it is? It's time for me to see the friends at home in the magic mirror. Romper Bomper, Stomper Boo. Oh, hey, Tim. Tell me, tell me. Tell me, dude. Oh, what's up, Phil? Magic mirror. Tell me today. And Ben Perry, Brian, and Jeff, and Lloyd. What's up, Steve, and Rachel, and Carrie? Mom, guess what? Opie said hi to me today. Mom! I'm almost in double digits now, guys, of Patreon. Carl from uh, WATP. And Dave. It's got a lot of good stars. It's got almost five stars. Uh, Patricia, what's going on? And Tim McConnell. I feel like I'm speaking to a select few. You are! Seven! <laughs> the seven Shaberai. <laughs> Very good. Very good. You know what? Since Patrick Michael was on there, I know we got to end this show and move on with our lives, but Patrick Michael has blocked me from his Patreon. He's no longer even accepting my money. He apparently put out a show this morning on his Patreon that really went off on us. Like he's losing his mind. He's losing his shit. He's very unhappy. He wants to sue us. He wants to get the law involved. 
I, I don't know why it's taking them this long to get angry with us. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it happened two years ago. <laughs> but anyway, I don't know. I don't know how to deal with this. I haven't listened to it yet. But um, I have a feeling that we're gonna have to like pull back a little bit because the guy's kind of unstable. It's not as fun. Someone's actually losing their mind, right? To make it more fun or less fun, I can't tell. Oh, I can't tell anymore. Fun. Let's hope he kills himself. Maybe his kids as well. Jesus Christ, Ooh. Vic! It's not that kind of show. You meant Carly, you, not you know, kids. Then it's double content, Carl. It's like what? Twenty minutes on here, twenty minutes on the creep off. Boom, easy. <laughs> Good point. All right, all right. Well, thanks everybody for uh, for joining us today, and uh, we'll see you here next week. At the regular time, not on Sunday, because Ralph doesn't know how to read a calendar. Thank you, Sagacious <laughs> Zoo. Yes, thank you, Zoo, for helping out uh, with the tech issues. Is that what we're thanking him for? Well, yeah.